Hello, I'm Ramey. And I'm Beth. And this is Brother Knows Quest, the podcast where I, your host, introduce my sister to the wonderful world of tabletop role-playing games. Do you remember what we were going to talk about this week, Beth? No. Okay. If you remember, we talked about God Forsaken last week. It's a yes. fantasy setting for the Cypher System role-playing game. We're going to talk about another fantasy setting. It came out just before that one, but in my opinion, it's I like it more just because of the way it works. Yeah, I should but- also say... I don't think I mentioned this last time. Almost all these books I'm going to talk about for the Cypher System, you'll need the Cypher System Core Rulebook to play because they don't cover the core rules. They just have add-ons for the core rules. So you'd have to get both books or, you know. Okay. Well, I'm not going to. If I I want to use them, I'll just tell you I need them. Okay. Okay. Well, let me show you what we're going to talk about today. Gods of the Fall. Yes. Gods of the Fall. This is a... Is she on a tiger? Yes. Okay. Big-ass tiger. I think they're fighting a Cerberus on the front. I'm going to read a little bit off the back here, because that's a good way to get an idea of the setting. <clears throat> the gods are dead. Now it's your turn. There huh. was once a time when the gods walked the world. Their magic pervaded the earth and the sky. From their mystical realm, Elanthar, they brought plenty and pestilence. They judged the living and the dead. Their rule was absolute. Then Elanthar fell to the earth, like a vengeful star, sparking a cataclysm and plunging the world into a dark age. The gods are gone. But their works remain scattered and broken. The world struggles under the yoke of murder, slavery, and corruption. Dark things have squirmed free of their divine prisons, and even the afterlife has become a realm of nightmares. But a power has awoken against the darkness, a divine spark stuck in the hearts of new gods in the making. You have this spark, the seeds of godhood within you. Can you restore what was broken before the world vanishes forever into darkness? Can you claim a place for yourself in the heavens? Sounds like a great place. So yeah, they used to be gods. In their big floating sky world above you until it crashed down in this one area and caused a cataclysm. Is that what killed the dinosaurs? I guess you could say that. It was the world's greatest nation that it actually fell on. So you lost two, you lost the one good thing you had down here and the thing that was up there. And then as soon as it fell, a strange moon appeared and gave half the planet a constant eclipse. At least it's pretty. Well, if the god's gone, a dragon has taken over. Every area hit by the moon's shadow, she claims. Oh. And she has people who go out if someone has a religious text. Everybody in the world now is pretty much... You know what she needs? It's been 40 years since this happened, by the way. She needs a donkey to calm herself down. Yeah, she needs a donkey. (laughs) But it's been 40 years since the big cataclysm. The dragon's taken over this one area. Anywhere the eclipse is constant. And she has people who go out and track down anybody who claims to have a spark of a god growing in them. Or anybody who has any kind of religion at all because it's fallen out of favor. No no gods, what, what, what do you need it for? Sounds like a good movie. Yes, the Nightland is what they call the area the dragon's taken over, because it is constantly night thanks to that moon. Corso, it's the one city in the Nightland that's considered the crown jewel of the world really right now. The thing is, it's the kind of place where you could pay a fee up front, and that fee lets you murder your neighbor or whoever you want. (laughs) It doesn't sound that bad. I I don't hate my neighbors, so. (laughs) Maybe not my neighbor, but. That dragon, Numerelle, I think is her name. She's declared herself Empress of the Nightland. Of course. It's her presence that is, makes this place seem more orderly than the rest of the Nightlands, even if it's not exactly not corrupt, you know? Mm-hmm. She is powerful in her own way. She's not a god. I should say that they cover in the book, you could say you picked up an object and it, a spark of divinity got put into you by touching something that fell from the sky. Oh. There's remnants scattered around here and there. Mm-hmm. Most of those remnants are considered ciphers. There's one-use items we've seen from all the other previous games. You, yeah. A piece of heaven, pretty much, that does something cool. Let's say the first one, the one you picked up, just happens to put a spark of divinity in you. I want one of those. Or it could be you had a divine lineage somewhere in the past. You 
had a demigod from some coupling. Maui. Yeah. Or, I like this one the best, you are one of the old gods who have just forgotten during the fall who you were and your power starting to come back. They had amnesia. Yeah. I mean, 40 years amnesia. <laughs> By the way, immediately after the collapse, the world was apocalyptic. Can you imagine all the stuff that people that do when they go- the trend. When their world changes to the point where there's no gods or anything, there was hardly anybody of any honor left after the first- Five years or so. It was just a mess. And then these warlords and stuff started giving some semblance of calm, even if it's not exactly great. The strong survived, and now there is some order in these areas, I guess you could call it. What was previously considered illegal, immoral, and despicable is now permitted in the city of Corso, if the appropriate indulgence is paid. The city watch doesn't really pay attention to stuff. Is it like, is it slavery? Anything. You could pay a fee up front, just a day pass for what the book claims is slavery, public sacrifice, torture, rape, murder. Oh. It's just a day pass. So as long as you have the money yep. or the whatever they use for currency, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I like this city the most. I'm only going to talk about a lot of pieces and parts of it. They have a market district. It is a very beautiful, dark city. It looks like New York with a castle in the background with the... Fires yeah. from Canada. Oh, yeah. We've been suffering those recently. It, it's that color. Mm-hmm. It is pretty. There's an elephant. Yeah, there's elephants. I don't think there's too many elephants in New York, but it's okay. I think, I'm pretty sure the, the moon that showed up out of the blue was called, it's called Nod. N-O-D. There is the area that had the great empire before that the, the god's capital fell onto. Mm-hmm. It's a big stormy mess now, like a big swirling storm. But there's also great treasures there because you got a mix of the great empire and heaven is stuck in the same place. So if you're willing to go. You got to go through the storm first. You got to go. It's, it's part of the storm. It is <laughs> just there. Now, that dragon lady does like to have her people go out. And when she's not destroying religious text <laughs> using her people, she is collecting uh, ciphers. There's divine objects. Yeah. The more you can get off the streets, the less people can fight against you. Every cipher used increases heaven's former might. Every time you use a cipher. It's your way of encouraging you to use them often. You could keep doing this, governing your strength and start a new pantheon, perhaps. Eventually, something may be rebirthed in the sky to, for you to claim your throne on, or it might just put itself together and go back up there. Nobody really knows what's happening, but they do know it's, it's kind of common knowledge. You feel it when you use your cipher that this is going somewhere good. They don't mean you have to be a good god. There was bad gods. They didn't make some sort of order, though. Well, a better order than what this other dragon ladies kind of doing i guess now they have the same subclasses in here that they had you could be their version of a fighter more of a talkative person bardish kind of thing or magically inclined kind of thing the champion is what they call the martial class the fighters that's what you're a champion of we are the champion yeah then you have the shaper which is the magic users the ones who just kind of build the world around you if you're a god i guess Mm. you know you know that makes sense then you have the Destroyer, which is a ranged combatant. Think of Apollo and his sun arrows from Greek mythology. The Savior, the more chatty and healing style kind of character. I don't want to be that person. Yeah. I mean, they could also kind of mind control people too. Oh. Yeah. Uh, you're a well, cha- that's a perk. Yeah. Descriptors and foci. You could be chaotic. I'm a chaotic champion who, like I always say, bears a halo of fire, which would be fitting in this setting. Yeah. A sleen. What's um, a sleen? Yeah. Uh, that is a, another, is a serpent person from this world. I should have mentioned there's the mostly humans, but there is other sentient beings. Okay. Other than dragons and bad things. Sleens are, so you could have sleen as a descriptor. You are another race. Is there a picture of it? Yeah. 
Okay, so it looks like a cobra with a tail. I'm sure they with can look human like body. snakes, yeah. You could be a humble something who bears a halo of fire. The unique ones in this book, when it comes to foci, are finds a flaw in all things. You literally see the weakness in things. You're like, I can hit that there. Uh, and it that's, will, yeah, that's very useful. Uh, that's a useful. really good thing. Uh, that'd be a good one when you if you chose a destroyer, one of those ranged combatants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just know Ooh, exactly. Oh, they got a bad knee. Whack, whack, whack. Well, you're, you shoot an arrow through it, but yeah. Uh, okay, well. <laughs> you could also have guns and things like muskets. and what, Can you imagine being a god of gunpowder? Finds a flaw in all things. Revels in trickery. You could be a trickster god. I like that. Yeah. Walks with the night. That would be a cool one. I bet you're an assassin. I didn't look at it. Speaks curses. That would be a cool one. Speaks curses. But yeah, this is going to be- Makes a- me think they're just cussing the whole time. There's a whole lot of setting stuff in this book. It's called Awakening, by the way, when you start getting your spark, when you realize the spark is there, mm-hmm. uh, you have your awakening, awakening, and they give you a lot of obligations. You do have obligations as a deity as well. Like, if you don't follow what your purpose is, what are you? What purpose? Gods have more to follow when it comes to, like, if you are a trickster god, if you're not actually out there doing the trickster things. Mischievous Yeah, if you're not things. being mischievous, it is part of who you are. So it's a little bit more controlling yeah. on you as a character than a normal game would be. That's not, that's actually probably a good thing, though. But it's the price you pay for being a deity. Because there is, the rules in here are also here, I should say, to cover how much easier everything is for you to do, especially if it has something to do with your realm of influence. Okay. So in the last game we talked about, in Godforsaken, you would have to roll a 13, no, you'd have to roll like a 16 to do something crazy. Yeah. This game, you might have to roll a 10 on a 20-sided dice or less. Oh. It's just so much easier for you to do certain things so long as it's something you should be good at. I have like three different kinds of games about being gods, by Mm -hmm. the way. I always wanted to play a game with a standard character, get them to a high level, and then switch over to the god-based one, because by that point, you might as well be considered one. Yeah. Tables for your symbol of godhood, like a fist, fish, fire, face, scroll, shield, skull. You get like a hundred things on here. Well, mm-hmm. almost a hundred. There's quite a few. You go through labors like Hercules did. Potential first labors. Dispatched a witch. You go dispatch a witch, and you're my first labor is done. And the more you do these things, the more influence you have. Okay. Hercules had to do that. You remember? Yeah. The, the, yeah. yeah. Uh, I forgot what they're called, but the goat um, guy. Clear a large portion of the dead woods, which is a dead woods in the city, in the part of the area right outside the storm. So you pretty much become a lumberjack. Well, I don't think. I think it means it's full of the dead. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and this this place itself is dead. Um, I'm gonna. Like I said, go back here and tell you some of the weird creatures and NPCs. You have a nodling, it's called a nightmare, a seraph, an angel, infusia, a griffin, infusia, a raver, a ra- raver, yeah, uh, let me, let me see here, uh, elf, knight, a bibliomancer, there is magic people in this that aren't divine, by the way, uh-huh. that is one of the few good things that didn't change, the, one of the old gods gave everybody magic, we all have magic still. You have things like elf knights, which look like mushroom an oyster? people. Yeah, an oyster with mushrooms on it. An oysters with legs and mushrooms on it. With claws, <laughs> yeah. like a lobster, Yeah, it's kind of funny. Ernings? An Ernings? I can't really pronounce that. E-R-I-N-Y-E-S? Yeah, I would Ernings? think that's how it's spelled yeah. or it pronounced. Looks, I mean. It looks like, um, I can't describe it. It looks like some wild bird-like, it looks like a harpy with a 
and a wolf's head or a bald. That is not something. a wolf's head. No, I don't know what it is. That is something you would see off of Evil Dead's head. Yeah, it's it's a horrible looking thing. They have a golden bull, which is a horrible looking golden bull that's going to probably attack you. Uh, it does look a little vicious, but it's kind of cute. Yeah. Uh, then you got the griffins, the gorgons. That's from the original. Yeah. Uh, then you got the Night of Reconciliation. I'm pretty sure the Reconciliators are what they she calls her, uh, the Empress calls her uh, collectors and silencers. The dragon? Yeah. Okay. Well, a Nightfall Wolf, that's what's on the cover. It's a massive, giant wolf. That tiger-looking thing? Yeah. No, no, no. no. Look at what it's oh, called. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was a Cerberus, but it's a Nightfall Hunt. Now, I, I'm going to stop here because there's really not much more to talk about. There's a whole lot of setting details, but there are things, if you're going to play it, you shouldn't know. Mm. So I'm going to stop there. Well, uh, to most, be fair, most, it did seem more interesting and easier to follow than the, the one we did last week. Well, yeah, uh, God Forsaken. It's a pretty good one. That's I, would recommend, I would recommend getting both of the books if you're and the Cypher System core book. Otherwise, the other two would be useless. But um, Gods of the Fall, it's an older one, so you ain't got player intrusions in your character. Kind of like, you know, the DM or the GM gives you an intrusion, gives you a yeah. experience point or two. Well, you could spend those in the newer books as a player as well to do an intrusion of your own. This book doesn't have that because that was from a previous, before oh. they revised the edition, but it works perfectly well with the new core rule book. It's just missing the player intrusion parts. When, if you use the core rule book, you can just use some of those out of there instead of... This one... It sounds more exciting, Other than Numenera... It? I like that. The, actually, this one seems a lot easier to follow, so I, if I played it, I would probably end up liking it more. I like this one. I would like to run this more. I'm going to continue on with the... And I like the theme. The or, theme or like, you are a god. I like that, and I also... The whole setting of it seemed I was listening more to interesting people, to me. I was listening to some people play when this woman was supposed to be the god of stories and uh, stuff like that, but turned out halfway through one of these major battles in the game, she re- revealed that her whole thing is she is the god of lies. And so, of course, she was lying about who she was <laughs> and what she was doing. This is what she does. And she's actually good a character. She's a murderer, liar. Uh, well, maybe not a good character, but did well at acting. Yeah, her she played. Character. She was fulfilling one of her things just by lying about everything she'd done. So <laughs> it was wonderful. I want to stop here, like I said, because the setting is different, but there's a lot of stuff in here I shouldn't talk about. I can't recommend this one enough. If you want the Cypher System Corvo book in Gods of the Fall, get God Forsaken as well. It's a little bit newer book, but you're more of a standard player than you are a god. You're still heroic. Boo. Yeah. It's hard to <laughs> argue with being a god. Yeah. Eventually having your own domain. You have stuff for getting followers. Of course you would need that. Yeah. I will put Amazon affiliate links in the description of this episode for the core book, Gods of the Fall. And God Forsaken, if you want to look into that one from our previous episode. If you click on the link and use it, the price will be the same for you that it would be any other time. But we'll get a small portion of that sale for helping you find it. Which really helps us out. Yes. I also have a link in the description to our other podcast. It's a website to follow our other podcasts on it. Me and my sister have another one called Horrific History and Hauntings, where we talk about exactly what the title has in it. Horrific things that happen in history and some hauntings occasionally, sometimes some true crime. Yeah, we're working on a true crime one that's a two-parter this time. Yes. And there's also another podcast I do with my friend Dakota where we talk about video games that we used to play and still play from our childhood and up. Things we really enjoyed. Or maybe we'll cover some we didn't like. (laughs) It's always fun to talk about something you don't like. You'll find the link to all those in the description. If you click on that, it will take you to a page where you can click on any one of the podcasts and it will take you to their homepage. 
And on each of those, you can look at all the episodes and it'll link you to any podcast player you want. It's not that bad. We appreciate it if you look into them. Also, I guess I have a, yeah. Also, I have a Twitter account for the Podcast Network's website, for the Podcast Network. It is Gruesome Gaming Gang, but the Twitter handle is Gruesome Gaming G. And I'll try to post stuff on there about our new episodes if you don't want to follow them directly. You can also contact us there if you want to. Well, Beth, you done said you'd rather play this than any other one, right? Yeah, before you mentioned this one, Numenera was my first choice, but I feel like if I did play this one, I would probably enjoy it more. It does sound very interesting. Well. Like a fun time. I'll try to set us up a game sometime to play this or Numenera or both. Next week, I will cover another Numenera or another Cypher System setting. Like I said, we should find some point in time where we can record a group of people, a, a group of us like playing. Yeah. I'll, I'll for talk a little to bit. Dakota about that. Um, see if we can get that done. As it is, I've been Ramey. And I'm Beth. Thank you for listening.